this has been in the making for months, maybe years, and probably in my case, in Rhodesia's case, because she ain't never seen it, decades. Welcome to a very special TFW podcast. That's freaking wrestling. You guys know the usual suspects, three the hard way. I am Matt. We have Rhodesia in the house. We have Eshan in the house. But today on this very special episode, we got a special guest. My guy Ryan from the Parallax Podcast has joined us. If you don't know, I'll give you a real quick backstory. We were on Ryan's podcast, I think last November. And somehow we talked about the Iron Man match from WrestleMania 12 that at the time I thought was completely overrated when I watched it. Ryan said it is not overrated. It's one of the best matches in the history of the business. You say, you know what? We need to do a watch along to look at this in real time to see what we think about it. And we are here. Ryan, welcome to the TFW podcast, man. Let everybody know what's going on with you. And if you want to break down a little bit of the history, just in case they hadn't seen it. And don't worry, guys, we will tell you exactly where to press play at. We are watching it on Peacock. I don't think it's on YouTube. So fire up Peacock, get this thing ready, and we will let you know exactly where to press play. And we're going to watch this together as a family. Fire it up, load it up. Matt, Rhodesia, Ishan, it's so great seeing you all again. Thank you so much for having me on your wonderful platform. And let me just start off by saying 100 episodes in, 100 for 100. Man, you guys are batting a 1,000. And it just doesn't stop. And we're trying to bring the energy once again to this very, very wonderful podcast. So thank you all so much. Yes, Matt, as you referenced, uh, we had a very friendly debate over this match. The Iron Man match, 60-minute <laughs> match. Um, the first official in the WWE or WWF at the time, at least. Uh, we have the two um, uh, stalwarts of the era and Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart for the title. And we're so excited to bring you this watch along because we want to know from you, was this match a great match? Was it a so-so match? Could it have been better? What do you think? I will let you know as soon as we press play where you can catch us up. But let me just, you know, real quick, give a quick synopsis of the era, okay? The WWF had just finally rid itself of the immortal but immoral Hulk Hogan as we now Ooh, come to know him. That's a bar. He, has been <laughs> excluded. He's gone to WCW. So now, what do we find ourselves in for the WWF? We need to know who is going to be the flag bearer. Who is going to take the WWF into the next generation? So now we see that folks who are putting on more um, exciting matches, longer matches, the storytelling is happening inside the ring. So up to the stage, we have people like Brett the Hitman Hart, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. In my opinion. Um, as far as realism is concerned, the best rivalry that has ever existed in this very company. We'll get everybody's thoughts on that. So leading up here, now we have uh, Roddy Roddy Piper pretty much made this place supposed to be like a babyface versus babyface type of encounter here. Uh, you guys are going to put on a show for 60 minutes and see if you can entertain the crowd and the best, the, the person with the highest number of falls at the end of 60 minutes is going to win this match for the future of the WWF and obviously for the WWF championship. Now this took place in Anaheim. We used to call it the pond. We call it the Honda center now. And I know about this match, Matt Rhodesia and Ishan. Cause guess what? Right up behind those little twinkles right there that you're going to see when you turn this match on, I am in the upper deck right Yo. up there with my Hitman t-shirt, my Hitman shades. It is going down in the Anaheim pond. 
Let's go. So I think I think you're already showing your hand. I think you're already showing your hand. You you out here talking about you were in attendance. You out here talking about you know they got rid of the immoral. Hulk. I, I love that. I'm gonna steal that. The immoral Hawk Hogan and how this is just the best thing that you've ever seen. You you are already telling us that no matter what we see together, no matter what flaws there may be, or maybe it's just boring. Who knows? Once again, I haven't seen it in over 20 years. You are still going to say when we get off this match and we get our final thoughts, it sounds like you're still going to tell us, man, that was incredible. There's no way MJF and Brian was even close. And we'll, there and, is and no as, way Triple H and The Rock was even close to this. And Showing as your we, hand, Ryan. Yeah, as we watch the match, we will bring up some of the later Iron Man matches to see how they compare, whether they use this as a platform. But let me show you some more of my hands. So, yeah, I got my popcorn ready. Oh, yeah, we've already got the tea brewing. Oh, yeah, we are on and cracking, getting ready for this affair. Let me tell you something. So, because, yes, I am showing my hand. This match is a quintessential match for the future of this company throughout the 90s. So Ryan's already showing his hand. Ishan, you also have your tea over there. I guess Rudy's and I are the drunks. We got our beers. When's the last time you watched this match, Ian? What was your initial thoughts after seeing it? Ryan, what year was this match? WrestleMania 12 would have been. Was it 94, 95? WrestleMania started in what, 84? So 12. Are we going towards 95, 96, something like that? Yeah, I think it was 90. So this That'd is before be Austin, yeah, right? Before. So this is I think it's 95. 95. Right? Somewhere right around there, yep. 95. I haven't seen this match since 1995. Ooh, look at that. Beautiful. Beautiful. To, and, but what did you to think correct y'all really saw? quickly, WrestleMania was March 31st, 1996. 96 mm. is what it is. March 31st. One of WrestleMania those. WrestleMania 12. Yep. Yeah, right. You know, uh, I remember falling asleep at some point in this matchup and waking up. Ooh. So uh, we'll see. Well, you're not going to fall we'll asleep see. now because you were watching it with the uh, with obviously your two compadres here, and then you know, you know me, the Bret Hart guy. Got the Hitman's uh, <laughs> shirt, swag, roots of roots of fight coming in here, and you, the Shawn Michaels cat. So you know, we watching this one together, man. You staying awake? Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> And Rhodesia, you've never seen this match, correct? Nope, nope, nope. I actually don't even remember the winner. So let's see, let's That's see. even better. Yeah. Even better. And Rhodesia's not the biggest Shawn Michaels fan, so she's also kind of jaded. So we got two people who are already on, on here that's already jaded. One's going to say it's side. the best thing ever. One's going to say it sucks. E is going to be me and you. We got to call this thing right down the middle. We are at an hour. Man, think about that. A WrestleMania where the main event starts an hour and 28 minutes in. It's it's closer now because these two night extravaganzas, but I remember being in them crowd for them eight-hour WrestleManias. And, like, when that main event is hitting the ring, like, close to midnight, and you've been sitting there since 4 p.m., those were long, long nights. So we, we are an hour, 28 minutes, and 41 seconds. Okay? So fire it up. Jose Lothario is in the ring right now. So once again, that is 1-28-41. Okay, so WrestleMania 12 on Peacock. So we will count it down just from 3-2-1. Eshan, press play on that bad baby. And then we are going to watch this and break it down. So 3, 2, and 1. 
So here we start with, uh, I think, one of the most iconic entrances in wrestling history. The camera smartly pans for Sean in the entranceway, knowing that he's not going to be there. Oh, we got Jose Lothario coming down first, actually. Oh, Jose was already in the ring. Look, Jose, I thought he was, Jose, too, Jose. but here yep. he comes now. A trip, trip. You see a little trip, yes. trip? Yeah, he, he put his hand Who? up to try to cover it up. Who is this guy? So Jose oh, Lothario was... Uh, Lothario was uh, Shawn Michaels is a kind of mentor, trainer. You know, at this point in at this point in his career, they were they were kind of glamoring over Sean's high flying style and how he picked that up from a lucha libre type of style background. So this is the connection to that. Okay. What? What I tell you? They stopped the music. There's no Sean Michaels. What's going on? Mr. I hear you screaming. Uh, Jerry Lawler on commentary. Yeah, you heard me back in the back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Way up in the uh, rafters, changing light bulbs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, Jose was pointing at Ryan this whole time. We thought it was yeah. Sean. Yeah, <laughs> I was right underneath him. <laughs> Let's go. So we I, had no I, I idea I where Sean was. I, I'm born in 83, so if we were in 96, I must have been going on 13. Okay. Um, And we had no idea Sean was up there. This was like, and, and, you know, obviously, y'all know where my allegiance lies, but this was amazing. And this was, was this already after first, Owen Hart, right? Uh, no, no, this was before. No, Owen Hart was, before that. was actually Owen Hart was on this card, actually. Mm -hmm. Yep, six-man tag, the opener. Yeah, we had never seen the interest like this so up until this mm -mm. point. No, this was groundbreaking. Like that after this was groundbreaking. And, and and to touch on what, what Matt was saying earlier about the length of the WrestleManias, the talent pool, or at least the showcase pool in WrestleMania, was nowhere near what it is today, obviously. Um, so you had time for such long, extensive matches. I think now, you know, back then, wrestling was like a Greco-Roman type of thing where you want to roll around on the mat and do a lot of holds. Now you kind of like the MMA style, and Brock Lesnar style is pretty popular with the very quick, unanticipated endings, which is great, too. But this fit the era. It, it's funny, too, because back in the day, before Mania really got where it is now, they would just throw everybody in the car, and those matches would be, like, five minutes long. You would look at, like, the, the run sheet, and it'd be, like, 12 matches, and all of them were under seven minutes, like, outside of the, the main event. So definitely a different world, you know, like, early, late 80s to 90s for WrestleMania. And, and Brett and Sean and crew were really trying to put you know, their style of storytelling forward because they can put on the long matches and they can, you know, have these uh, long kind of night. I don't want to call them lows, but anticipations to big spots, you know, where it just wasn't spot after spot after spot. Uh, they really knew how to how to bring the crowd in. And we'll see what the crowd response is as we start getting further into this match. Hey, you guys couldn't tell me, you guys couldn't tell me back in the day that Shawn Michaels couldn't dance. You couldn't so do you tell know me now, couldn't So do you know now he can't? I think I know now, but back then, <laughs> I thought that boy was getting it. I this, remember, was, uh, uh, this was the United States' first Iron Man match on television, on pay-per-view, correct? Correct, correct. So I think Brett had worked some for house shows, if I'm not mistaken, for WWF before this. Yeah, according but, to, yeah, I think according to Brett and some others, a lot of the popular matches that you may have saw first at a great pay-per-view, like a WrestleMania or whatever, like even the ladder match, um, they were trialing these during house shows just to see, you know, how they would how they would go to, to put them on the main stage. Here we go. So Brett's, Brett's coming, coming out in. now. 
Yep, got some pyro. Got some pyro, man. Got the pink, got the pink shades, got the pink ambient lighting going on, man. This, so at this, this was... point, at this point, so this is face versus face, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do they have any conflict on from a television perspective? Like so from... the, the, the build to this match, was there any type of is it all just respectful right now? This is just competition and I want to be the champion. This is the boyhood dream. Or was there some actual anger against each other? So at this point, both individuals are baby faces. Um, I love that. I think one of the uh, the most um, uh, issues of foretelling or, or, or series of foretelling that Roddy Piper did introducing, because he was the one that was asked to introduce the style of match, was he, upon them shaking hands, Basically let them know, you better shake hands now because y'all going to hate each other after. And little did he know how true that was going to be. And it was probably oh, part of the storytelling building up. But at this point in time, they hadn't developed that animosity yet. Got the Correct. gold gorilla monsoon in the ring. The gorilla, man. Him and Bobby Heenan still one of the top commentary teams in the history of wrestling. Look at Earl. Yeah. Hey, Ryan, where is that winged Ingo title rank as far as uh, title uh, title belts for you? For me, it's number one, man. It's number one, um, and it probably is reminiscent of the era, you know, of, of, of when I came into. This was, I was a wrestling fan for probably three, four years at this time. Um, so the winged, uh, the winged eagle was what I came in with, and so that's it's a little nostalgic for me. The winner and... What about you guys, Matt Rhodesia? The WCW title still went over my left shoulder. Still my favorite. The big goal. Mm -hmm. uh, that's up there for me just because of so many memories connected to who held that title. A pinfall. Um, a submission. I still think that I may like the IC version better than the wing. Mm, the the IC is white, iconic the too. White, white leather yeah the, i think look, so but they're right there look at the facial expressions here so you, you see brett is over so i'm too confident i'm too cool sean is is lasered in this is what i'm here for just like it already the storytelling already starts look at the faces you have a 10 count to return or you'll be counted out you know when did they stop uh the referee explaining the rules to the match this part i did not really understand because he's not really telling you anything you don't know um no question i don't know exactly when they stopped that. that's all exactly earl's like give me the bell brett i'm gonna screw you in a couple years man i'm sorry hey ryan good call on that uh the storytelling because you know you got brett winking to the crowd you got Sean just looking stoic. Stoic, man. And that's not Sean's uh, uh, normal uh, persona, right? Right. No. And, uh, and I don't know his glasses to his son, and who was a Shawn Michaels fan. Um, and I don't know if at the time that, let's say they just picked this match up and put it in our time, if we would, based on what we know about the history of wrestling, if we can foreshadow who would win. But at the time, I, I really didn't know. I mean, I wasn't old enough to figure it out, but I, I thought they did a really good job of, you know, you really don't know who's who's going to be, uh, who's going to come out on top. Oh, that's right. So they start with the tie-up. Collar and elbow. Yeah. 
Flip it in the corner here. So, I tell you, it's funny because the crowd right now is really just watching. We didn't we didn't watch any of the matches beforehand, so I don't know. I remember um, when Warrior and Triple H wrestled. And I remember the crowd popped when Triple H's music hit. And it wasn't for Triple H. They popped because they knew Warrior was next. So I don't really remember much about the crowd reaction from this show. Um, of course, we also had Diesel and Taker, right? I believe on, on this show. Ryan, how was the crowd? Now look at it like now. So fast forward to you know 2024 crowd standards. How was this crowd that night in comparison to some of the hotter crowds we've seen recently? Well, you know, since... And I, I can't put a timestamp on it when the crowds really started, you know, becoming part of the show. Probably Daniel Bryan, yes, movement, um, certain certain eras like that, it impacts. This is a pretty quiet crowd for the most part. You heard a lot of pop for Sean. You heard a lot of pop for Brett. And I don't. And and Lawler and and McMahon try to paint this picture a little bit because Sean is just developing his click and he's got all his fans out there who want to be in the click. And, you know, Brett is is trying to say, I'm the man to take this mantle. So my fans, so you have a bunch of fans of both. This is what happens when you have babyface, babyface matches. Nowadays, the crowd can kind of make their own heel if they would like to. We've seen that with Roman Reigns and different people like that. But there was a, there was, it was a 50-50 crowd. I can tell you guys right now that I already appreciate some of the wrestling and mat work more than I remember when I was, up, you know, 14 or 15. However, reversal, standing side headlock. Let's see what happens. And again, take down. Lawler on, the, on this call is good. And, and, and we're used to, I mean, for me myself, I've watched more than I go to live events. So I'm used to the commentators carrying me through. But, you know, once you go to a couple live events and you're watching it on your own without them, um, you're really zeroed in on some of the mannerisms and what they're doing in there to try to tell the story. That may be a big difference in this match. If the hitman goes out there not totally focused and tries to please the fans, he'll come out. Did these guys have uh, some of the best ring gear during this era? I would, yeah, Shawn Michaels, uh, obviously, you know, he he uh, he doesn't have a certain color associated with him, so he can change it up and do whatever he wants. Um, some of the, I, I like some like uh, like I think it was what was the SummerSlam where it was Brett and his brothers. And Sean had to take the place of Lawler and Lawler in the Knights. And Brett had the, the yeah. pink singlet, but they were shorts. Um, yeah. I like some of some of Brett's all pink pink wear and some of his uh some of his brighter stuff, but you know, and, and some of his matches when he would come down in, in predominantly black, you knew he was coming down to handle business. You know, it's funny you say that because I actually preferred Brett when he wore the the black pants. SM. Yeah, they Are just showed the clock. We got 56 minutes. Oh my god! Seconds left. Oh lord! No falls. You're in for the long haul, Rhodesia. So I see, I see. I'm like, oh, we already 10 minutes in. About to start getting some pin falls. Nope. You did the Birdman rub. So yeah, so of course, just a lot of uh. True wrestling right now. Brett's just trying to wear down Shine a little bit. Um, while this is happening, let's talk a couple of current events. Sure. And then we, of course, get back to the match as we're watching. Um, looks like Seth Rollins 
tore his MCL and a partially torn meniscus. He's going to be on Raw uh, this Monday night to discuss his future and the future plans for the championship. Now, I think there's no way that he's going to miss main eventing WrestleMania. If you look at what a typical torn MCL is, it can be anywhere between three weeks of recovery time to 12 weeks of recovery time. So what's your guys' thoughts on the injury and uh, how it's going to play out on Raw Monday? So I'm waiting to hear um, a little bit more details about the about the severity. Um, typically, the worst of the worst is what they call this thing called a terrible triad. So what that is is the MCL, meniscus, and ACL can all get pretty damaged in the, on a on a bad injury. Um, Seth Rollins has partially torn meniscus. Um, no report on the ACL, so I'm assuming that's okay. But the MCL is damaged. So um, it's a little bit more than definitely a two- to four-week injury, um, in my opinion. Will he miss WrestleMania? Um, that is still up for grabs, to depending on the severity of the injury. But it's going to be... It's going to be very, very close. Um, I don't know if he has to forfeit the title. Um, he's he's kind of built himself as more of a defending champion. Has to be out there, you know, a great deal, a great amount. So um, I'm, I'm waiting to hear what he has to say. Mania is about 11 weeks out, so unfortunate for damn sure. Has he had a main event? WrestleMania? No. And that's why this that's why I say there's no way he's missing this. He's not missing main event night one with Punk. That's not happening. Damn. Ryan, you know more about injuries. I was just about to say that. I was just about to ask, can they can they put on a match to help protect him where he can go? They can, and, and, and it's, again, it's going to depend on the severity of the injury, which I haven't really heard much about yet. Um, but because there is also meniscal involvement, I imagine at least two months uh, he's going to be uh, going through some rehab. We hope that, you know, no um, surgery is implicated. But if that's the case, then mania is a stretch. So seven minutes in, we now finally yeah, we that, have Sean. They're talking about that offense. was a, a tear, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a, a tear. tear. That, that's that's kind of like a serious type of thing. Yeah, and, and this, at least they come in grades. So we'll I'll 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 have to do some some more research tonight and see what you know um, some of the reports are saying to see how severe it is. And likewise, in attendance, ladies and gentlemen. I don't. I don't think it's as severe as what people may think. Like I said, I think he's there night one. And I also think this is a a funny happenstance. You can't have Roman only defend the title twice in a in, in complete entire calendar year or three times so far, and then Seth gets hurt, and now we're talking about stripping him of the title, right? This is what I actually talked about just a few weeks ago on the pod, where I said I'm be interested to see what happens when somebody has a legit injury. And they need to go out. How do you deal with that? Because from a storyline perspective and a TV presentation perspective, if there is thoughts of stripping him or doing a tournament or the winner of the Rumble wins the bell because he's going to be out for two to three months or whatever it may be, how then do you continue to explain Roman not being on TV and defending his title? You really can't. That's a hard argument. Well, they don't have to after he drops the uh, title at Rumble. Keep them on Roman. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't see. 
So as we've seen, we're ten minutes some, uh, ten minutes into yep, this match here, almost. Uh, we've seen we've seen a lot of map work done by uh, each, and what you're seeing here actually is um, Sean, like we said, considered to be more of the high flyer of the two, taking a lot of risks. What you're seeing right now is Sean really beating Brett at his own game. So Sean is now. You thought I was going to do this. Here I come. I'm going to roll you up. I'm going to tie you up a little bit and, and see what you're really made of to show you what I got. He's not getting that out of Shawn Michaels. And during this time, being a Shawn Michaels fan, this is why this match was a little bit much for me because Shawn is always that quick guy. He was a high flyer back in the day. And this wasn't that. This is a lot of mat work from him. It was a different style that I was used to seeing from a Shawn Michaels. And and they and Brett talked about it. I'm not gonna let him get up there and fly around. I'm gonna bring him down to my level, see what he's got, you know, see what he's made of. It's funny because Brett always talks about Sean as like this little dude, as if they're not at least billed as like less than ten pounds apart. So Brett is like, I'm gonna take this little guy and punish him. And I'm like, you guys are virtually the same size. Like, you know, you know, you're both. And 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 these are now, compared to some of the um, stars we have today, actually bigger guys. We have some 250, you know, but now we got a lot of 190s, 210s. Um, these, I think these, Brett was built around 234. I think Sean was like 227. Correct me if I'm wrong with that. Um, so there was a very good blend of, of speed and power with these two. And, you know, Kevin Nash admitted um, in an interview when he described meeting Shawn Michaels for the first time, and he said that Shawn Michaels is much bigger in person than he imagined him being. I remember that Monday Night Raw where uh, Shawn Michaels did the Razor's Edge on Razor Ramon, and I was like, whoa, he can do that? Yo, Swagger Jacker, can't do that. Let me see Brett get flipped out of the ring here. Now, now here's where the frustration starts, right? You're getting beat at your own game. Takes a while to get back in the ring, trying to play some uh, some mind games there with Sean, and now they're tying it up again. Nice fireman's carry there. Sean's back, got him back on the ground. Brett is frustrated. So, question for y'all. I saw how long this WrestleMania was, two uh, just under three hours. But these type of main event matches back in the day, on average, how long was a typical match? 15 minutes, 17 minutes, or less? Or more? I want to say it was right around that 17 to 20 minute mark. Um, that's what I want to say. It wasn't without doing any type of research right now. Shawn Michaels has. Guys used to go back in the day. You know, you had your TV matches. Um, but guys used to go. You, you know, you remember Ric Flair back in the day? They used to wrestle for an hour, 45 minutes, et cetera. Those guys used to go. Especially Shawn Michaels. No, I mean, like, I mean, like for WrestleMania. The I'm talking about like WrestleMania. Yeah, I would say about the same. An hour and 40? Yeah, and you got to remember, too, like, no, 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 no. No, no, not an Iron Man match. No, but yeah, about, you know, the standard main event. You know, that's today, like what, like 20 minutes at least? 22. No, now you're, you're probably talking anywhere between like that 25 to 30 mark. So it's a little bit longer. Uh, like I really want to say it was around at like that 17 to 22 minute mark. And back in the day, they wrestled at a much slower pace. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Like they still, you still have the gears. You still got to be able to get to that fourth gear to take us on that ride. But 
it was much slower because you're talking about heavyweights, right? So like you know, just hell three years before this, Hogan was still in WWF, and we know he he's not working bell to bell, you know, crazy moves. You had a couple predictable spots, and you know the match is over. So that was. The argument for this era of wrestlers right here was like, you got us on the mid card and we're getting more out of the crowd than the main event. The main event are the names. People are coming to see, you know, they're selling tickets, but they're really getting their fill off of what we're putting on. So put us in the main event. Make us stars. Then then you get, you know, you get a bunch of good workers that come straight through the attitude area. Your Steve Austin's, your Rocks, uh, Kurt Angle's. Like they're they're all coming from this is, this was establishing what was moving forward. We're not playing with your emotions anymore. No more no more vitamins and no cells. Like we're we're showing you wrestling now. So we are fourteen minutes in. We're at forty six thirty five. Um, and I can say so far they have not done a good job of keeping someone invested in this match if they do not care about Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. So that would be my first kind of like negative mark on this. Um, is this, There is a lot of mat work, a little bit too much mat work. Now, I don't remember how this match flows. I know they're going to have to turn up eventually. But when your replay that you show in the first 14 minutes of the match is just being flung through the second rope, Yes, this is 30 years ago, whatever it is, but to me, it's a little bit slower than what it should be. So we'll take it in quarters. So we'll 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 see. Uh, we'll take it in quarters here. I think for uh, for the first quarter um, of this match, uh, Sean is trying to show that he can keep up with Brett's mat prowess. So let's see how the next 15 minutes goes and see if anything changes. Okay. I wish we could see that again because you, got, you had to catch the e, Radizer, what's your thoughts on the first 15? I'm trying to be respectful to the craft, so I'll just keep watching. <laughs> You're gonna be respectful. Say what say what's on your mind. I was I wasn't watching it this time, so this is probably on par to the to how again, there's no doubt they're going in the ring, they're showing their wrestling ability, the grapples, they're telling a story. Stop trying Just, to be PC. Nobody's listening for you to be PC. Don't worry. Ryan's got the PC part. Okay, okay here we go. We need you. <laughs> here we go. Okay, now, now we just got a, a super kick. There you go. The, the best spot of the match had nothing to do with the two wrestlers. So <laughs> this, is, this was, to me, a missed opportunity, at least to tell some stories in this match, right? So Brett gets tossed out of the ring. Um gets tossed into the timekeeper and Shawn Michaels delivers the sweet chin music to the timekeeper. Why this should have been important is because this is a 60 minute match. And why do we need the timekeeper if we have the time right on the screen? So there should have been some delegation to why taking out the timekeeper was important for this match. Cause it was a planned spot mm -hmm. or, or even move it to where it does matter. Right. Somehow, some way, if it's, if right. it's a, uh, you know, whatever. Because um, I do remember, of course, how the falls go in this. So, speaking of uh, chin music, sweet chin music, Ishan, I'll ask you, and then I'll ask, of course, Ryan and Radiza too. There was a lot of conversation on the internet this past week surrounding kicking out of finishers. On Dynamite, uh, Hook 
kicked out at one on Samoa Joe's muster, muscle buster. And that was after he got the complete dog crap kicked out of him the entire match. And he kicks out at one. Uh, and there was a lot of conversation online, which I didn't understand. But then that kind of tells me maybe they don't understand the psychology of it. And they're just looking at maybe a clip online of he kicked out at one. But it completely made sense to me of how he kicked out and why he kicked out at one. What's your guys' thoughts about matches where the opponents are consistently kicking out of finishes, and now we're at a point where the big spot in some of these matches are, now they're kicking out at one? You know, I haven't seen the match yet. Um, but I got to be honest with you. I don't think anything about the match or the story would make sense that Hook will kick out at one for his finisher. Look at the time. This is his finisher. He looks like he's dead on the stretcher. Like, I don't think, I, I don't, I don't know how someone can get enough fortitude and stamina to get their butt kicked for most of the match and then kick out of their finisher at one. Like, I don't know how that happened. I don't know which story would I mean they give some cocaine or something before that spot happened. I mean, yeah. I don't know how the story dictates that would make sense. That's one of those things I, I don't like about wrestling. I think there's an evolution that should happen in wrestling, and I'll get to it right after I get back to this timekeeper. So timekeeper gets knocked out cold, sweet chin music, gets carried on the stretcher, he's not moving. What they're trying to tell you here is like the mere mortal person can't the, the finishers are finishers for a reason they can knock somebody out cold that's the message that you're getting nowadays you don't really get that message and i think there should be an evolution of wrestling to where and i think um you three have talked about this with someone like gunther where i don't even know if there should be finishers anymore you should have signature moves and high spots and like you can you can do the false and i and i basically the purpose of a finisher now is to create that that false count to get the crowd hype, like, oh, he kicked out. But mm -hmm. finishers aren't, I mean, I think we can list, the shorter list would be which finishers are still protected versus which finishers are not, right? I don't want anybody kicking out of one on my finisher. I don't want anybody uh, not submitting for 10 minutes on my finisher. And the reason why it made sense, Radija, you didn't give your thoughts on. No, I was going to say there's there was no complaints about the Joe and Hook uh, match that we saw on Dynamite. I thought it was perfection for what my standards was, and I had really high standards for that match. With that being said, though, for me, it feels like maybe even the Young Bucks, and again, they are my guys. I love that style of wrestling. When AEW came around, you get people like your Darby Allen, who will take a blow to his death and somehow get back up and still fight that has to stop now i don't agree with being 20 minutes of slow wrestling like this that we're watching right now but i do agree that you got to make things feel like damn that shit hurts if you can get a, a, a sweet chin music and now you're getting carted off you got to protect it somehow it's got to be important they got to be it's got to be important just like um Darby just came out and said in an interview that he almost broke his neck on uh, that dynamite when his head it got, looked like you know, it uh, when he hit his head on the, the ropes like that okay th that should be told right now right mm -hmm. via stories on AEW maybe you don't have Darby Russell again until Revolution so now this is Sting's 
final match, and this is Darby's first match since, and you just keep replaying that. You make that a big deal. And then you use the Bucks to get heat on him weeks before, right? And put the boots to him. And now he's off TV until Revolution. Like, that's how you make things matter. And the, and the, the, the part about the, the finish, him kicking out of the finish, the reason why it made sense is because Joe hit his finish, and then Joe was cocky, and he kind of stood up and taunted. I think I want to say it was almost like 10 seconds before he actually pinned him. Now, if he would have hit the finish, and then pinned him and he kicked out at one. Uh, I don't know. Um, but I think after all is said and done, what's going to matter most is the follow-up. Sure. That's where AW typically drops the ball at is the follow-up. Hook right now is as hot as he's arguably ever been in the promotion. If he is not on Dynamite on Wednesday doing something important or there's not a video package ran for Hook, so if he's not on, it keeps it fresh on what he just did, then, like, you're back at square one. Yep, with them. And here we have we had a couple nice drop kicks, hip tosses, speed picked up a little bit, and then Shawn Michaels decided I'm still gonna punish you a little bit right here. I'm gonna get you in this hammer lock, and now they're planning the, probably the next five or six spots right now for the match. Um, for uh, I, I, here's what I also think. I think if you get hit with the finisher, you're either still in or you're out cold. So a kick out in one. Okay, like I'm still I'm still here. Or just pin me. Everything is always a two and ninety-nine, you know, one hundredths of a second and, and all this kind of stuff. Um I don't I don't I don't mind that. Get you know, either get right up or get knocked out. Well we've of course always remember the most embarrassing moment. Don't start So we have yet to have have we had a don't even mention it yet in this match. Uh we had a couple rollovers, maybe a couple Yeah, a couple rollovers, a couple of uh um, uh, combination pin attempts, but but no um, no outright nothing from you know. a nothing from a uh, impactful move, and then I'm trying to pin you to beat you. A lot of it has been okay. Wrestling move turned into a cradle into a pin. Correct. Right. Correct. Got it. Okay. So we're at right, 3740. So got Michaels in the corner. Now he's finally starting to take some damage. Uh, let's see what Brett's got in store for him here. Now, I mean. Something that, as as the folks watch along, uh, you know, you haven't seen any uh, moon salts or anything like that yet. But take a look at these European uppercuts and these right hands and the cells, um, and just compare that with what you see in in a, in a majority of matches nowadays, and and just you know have that juxtaposition in your own mind. You see the way he threw him into that turnbuckle? That was kind of nice. I don't remember. And so Shawn Michaels has been working the shoulder, right? So this is our old style of wrestling, right? We pick a body part and we go after it for, you know, a certain amount of time. So everything makes sense. We're not just doing uh, random moves. They all connect. He can't use the shoulder. He can't put on the sharpshooter. And Bret Hart. It's funny, too, because if you look at Brett, Brett always talked about how he prided himself that he's never hurt anyone in the ring, which is which is crazy to, to, to think that. But his offense looks so good. Like, his working punch is still one of my favorite working punches in wrestling history. Uh, his kicks, like, it looks like he is, yeah, he is coming full force. And it's just so smooth how he hits. And he doesn't injure his... his Never wrestlers double axe handle on the Michael. shoulder here and i think this is you know sean was able to to work a little bit more until you know his his injuries caught up with him but th these two guys are in their absolute prime around this time 
and uh, mm -hmm. the official there making sure Brett did not see and I disagree with that I don't think Brett is at his prime here I think Brett didn't hit his prime until years later I would be I would argue he had a better run when he came back from retirement because of his back than he did before his run wait you you mean Sean yep okay but yeah Brett he is doing exactly opposite. Well, there there were two different, um, almost two different Shans. Mm -hmm. So it's the it's about the style. Mm -hmm. um, Shawn Michaels style in this late '90s run, I loved it. I thought it was great. Now the return from uh, injury, uh, Shawn, that, that was great too. Um, there, I think there was less of the flippity flop. He gave one of those Slammy Awards for um, in that Lutheran, style, but uh, I really enjoyed it. He, he, he was Mr. WrestleMania on that post back surgery run. That's, that would be something to have a conversation about. Has anybody ever had a better second run than their first outside of Shawn Michaels? Due to an injury or just second run in general? Yeah, like due to like an injury. Or yeah. even, yeah, or even like second half of their, you know, because I think um, Randy Orton is someone who, to me, hasn't really slowed down with his storytelling and his in-ring ability um, as well. And he's, you know, he started off very young, so there's a large body of work there. Daniel Bryan, same thing. He's another one. And it's funny, too, like those two you just named, you can put them in any era, and it works. Mm -hmm. Like they're going to be goaded no matter if they the were in the 80s, Brett. the 90s, look at the cell 10 years from now. Brett. This is the worst thing he's ever experienced. Look at his face. Look at his face, Rhodesia. Right now, it's not yeah, I'm, working, I, might be, I might be a little bit on a delay. Oh, Lord. He's working. He's, these guys are working right now. And Brett now. Look at this. Oh. Wait a minute. Boom. Oh. I mean, Still this is work as fine as I don't I don't but mind this, guys. It's fine. And look at this. Brett Hart is in such pain. Well, a main event of WrestleMania should not be fine. And yes, there's still 33 minutes left. But you said Brett you don't Hart mind it. It's fine. This should be like we should be watching this, I feel like, in awe at this point. And granted, we got 33 left. I'm in right, awe. plus. I'm in awe, actually. Look at this. And again, Rip that shoulder out. Moving that elbow and shoulder in areas that in places. Exactly. Listen to Vince. Who Vince said? I think it's a bad omen for the he's moving. He's pulling his shoulder in places that it's not supposed to be. right now at ringside. You know, the last time they were both in attendance at a big match, it was the I quit match. They quit for Brett, right? I think Sean is very smooth in his... uh. Movements in this match. A lot smoother than I remember. Jerry Lawler with the little quips in this match is, is hilarious. Where they sitting? And look, look at the mat. You know, look at the look at the uh, the, the the emblems on the mat, the insignia. Like they don't they don't do WrestleMania mats like that now. No, but I think uh, they're open to, and it won't be saying WrestleMania. It's probably going to be saying, like, presented by, you know, they're, yeah. they're starting to dip their toe in the water by putting the LED boards around, mm -hmm. you know, certain matches sponsored by Slim Jim. Mm -hmm. And they yeah. said uh, now they are open to using sponsored mats. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how I feel about that. Like, this is one move here that I'm, you know, I'm glad I don't see much of it anymore. The monkey flip. Um, 
I, I just had a hard time with that move, selling it as even in that era as something that would actually happen if you, you know, did that. No, look, his left shoulder, his arm is. All right, here we go. Pinfall. Demonstrative kick out here. I like that. And this is where Brett is at his finest here, where you think he's all jacked up. He's start he's trying to figure it out. The frustration is coming in. So Ryan, are you saying that now Brett is no selling the shoulder? No, he he's he's still oh, okay. selling it. Just, just asking, yeah. just asking. Yeah, he's still selling it. I mean, he's still he's getting frustrated. He's trying to figure out, you know, what do, what do I have to do to keep this guy down? So we're at a halfway point now. So we're at thirty minutes. So we'll give it another minute, and then uh, to your point, we look at this as quarters, right? So we'll right. ask oh. everyone what they thought about the second quarter. Definitely, the energy is starting to pick up. Oh, okay. We're getting those Brett spots right now, guys. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, great close close line. line. Great close line. What a maneuver, guys! Michael's kicks out again. I'm telling you, here comes here comes the sharpshooter. Vince's on commentary. Here comes the maneuver. Just wait. <laughs> I like this move right here. I wish people did this more. Bulldog. Put his face right in the mat. Now this is unlike the hitman. So now we're trying to get this role reversal, right? And Bret Hart feels like he needs to go up to the top rope. So now, you know, we're not going to get a lot of that, but we're going to see these. We're going to we saw Shawn Michaels break character. So now we're seeing Bret try to do the same. But Bret used to go like up top, like like he used to do this Ooh, elbow shit. from the second rope. That was one of his signature moves. Yeah, but you never really saw him get on the top rope and, you know, do an elbow drop or a, or whatever, whatever have you. I mean, he go, yeah, he'll take you second. up there and suplex you off of it. He'll definitely do that. Earl looks like he just got shot. He got it was a ref bump. Earl's out of it. Look at Earl. Look at this cell. Look at this cell by Earl. And it's another thing I like too with these guys, how they hit the ropes, man. You show me someone, I don't even have to see a move. Show me him hitting the ropes, and I'll tell you, this guy's got a chance, or this, you know, lady has a chance. That and the working punch. Brock hitting the ropes. They're exhausted. I guess so. We were at uh, what was the last show we just saw Brock at in person? I can't remember. And he's he's running the ropes off camera, and he's legit in three steps running the ropes. Oh, and I'm like, this guy is ridiculous. Perfect power driver. Thirty-one minutes in, we got our first power driver. Yes. All right, that so now was we a maneuver. Are, so now we are into chapter three or the third quarter. Yeah. Uh, Radizia, thoughts on the match so far in first half? Slow for my appetite. Great analysis. Thank you so much for that. Uh, Ishan. I'm trying to pay attention thoughts. to the match, too. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm uh, very entertained. I'm more entertained than I thought I was when I was... Uh, 15 watching this back in the day mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really enjoying the mat work I, uh, I don't remember Sean being this good of a mattician Bret Hart is Bret Hart I think this is a nice little 30 minute build okay yeah you can nice tell that her Karana there you could you could tell they're building now which is good right so you know the first half was slow really slow 
Um, and now you're getting to the point of, okay, now we're starting to, this is now taking on the form of a typical wrestling match where the first half really was not. Beautiful backbreaker. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. You know, I'm going to go ahead and venture to say that, you know, those who are enamored with an AEW style of boom, 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 no sell, no sell, kick out of a, a, a finisher, probably wouldn't enjoy this 30 minutes into it. I don't even know if your normal fan will enjoy the first 30 minutes. I think you have to, because of what we've seen already. I don't, this match would have gotten numerous, this is boring chance, no matter where it's at. WWE, Impact, AEW. And that's, and that's the key, is, is what you've seen already. So, mm-hmm. 95, mm-hmm. 96, all we've seen is big boot leg drop. That's it. We haven't seen anything else. We, we've we seen, you know, get in there and shake the ropes, shoulder tackle, shoulder tackle, gorilla press. We don't want to see is that, that John, Is that John Cena you talking about? No, no, that's, uh, that, that's, uh. <laughs> hey, don't, don't, don't hate. <laughs> There wasn't even five moves of doom back then. It was just two. Yeah, I only remember being two. But uh, let's talk about that for a little bit because these guys are working right now. And I think like that Japan, that New Japan audience would appreciate this in today's uh, climate. It's almost like, uh, you know, you watch uh, whatever, football or basketball in, in the 70s or the 80s. And you know the game has changed. And you watch it back then, like, man, they're only scoring 70, 80 points. What is going on? But for where where that 80s era of basketball needed to be to elevate the sport is the equivalent of what we're seeing going on right here. Like, we're not insulting your intelligence anymore. Like, we're giving you real reversals, you know, more educated cells. A lot. I mean, these two guys, and and Brett talks about this all the time. Like, had him and Sean not fall apart, he wanted to put stuff together with Sean for the next decade, whether it was off, mm-hmm. on, in, out, whatever. He was he was excited about working with this guy. And you can see why they they're working really well together. Small package, kick out. That was a popular quick finish back then. So back then, your, your, your angst would have been up. Normally, you know, that actually surprises people back in the day. John almost hurt himself And as I'm right watching there, the match, right guys, calling. everything makes sense that they're doing. What we got here? Look, check this out. Here we go, Rhodesia. Not my perfect plex. Nobody used to kick. Well, Brett was the first one to kick out of it from Perfect. Got it. And perfect did it, so. And uh, right, Jerry I was just telling the it. team that uh, the perfect plex was one of my favorite maneuvers back. That in the was day. one that could hold that that could hold its own right now. Yeah. Sleeper hold, popular back then Sleeper to plan the next couple time. spots. And I would think that Bret Hart is calling this match, but honestly, it could be Sean calling this match. I re- I haven't heard who who said was actually calling the match. Hmm. Probably both. Probably I think both. Sean is leading. Yeah, you can tell Sean is leading it, but Sean was in a, a spot where he has psychology. I mean, he he had it. So we're 24 minutes left in this Matt Classic so far, WrestleMania 12. This goes back, this right here goes back to your kickout um, uh, question. 
of how the WWFE and wrestling in general has evolved, right? Remember they used to do this three times, a hand would drop. Now it's oh, just, yeah. it's one. Either you're up or you're not. We not, <laughs> you're not just going to wake up off of this. You're either out cold or you're in it. I did enjoy, they actually did that spot with Hook and, and Joe. Uh, he passed Hook out, and, and the ref was trying to give Hook every chance. He actually did it three times. Mm. I was like, that, that's a cool little touch. And he's like, look, man, I'm trying to help you out here, dude. But look, you are out. Granted, out. that uh, sleeper hole could have given brain damage. But uh, look at the cell so maybe he should have just went with one time. Well, hell, his legs was green in the match. Remember I kept telling you, like, what is wrong with Hook? <laughs> that's, that's only the tent. That was the, that was the tent. Well, hey, nobody hits the turnbuckle better than Ooh. these two guys. There we go. Now we got something. So Sean just took a hellacious bump. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Unbelievable. Brad's gonna milk this count. The hitman Brad sending Sean Michaels. Almost up. So earlier in the match, Sean probably could have let the ref count to close to ten. But he decided to go out and, you know, punish Brett some more. So we'll see what happens here. And the first decision goes to Brett Hart. Brett Hart is going to win this one. At least this first one. Look at Letherio. So Earl's calling him out. Took a fantastic, basically, back body drop from inside the ring to outside. Mm-hmm. And sold it immaculately. Yep. And here comes Brett. Michael starting to stir, and Bret Hart came out the greedy. Oh, so he didn't get the count, the pin. No. He broke it. He broke it. See, I'm happy because I don't know who won this match, but Bret better not have lost this match because he could have won if he'd have kept his ass in that ring. Don't say nothing, though, because y'all know the answer. Right? Yep. Now, we going along for the ride with you. What do you do here? Do you throw him back in the ring and cover him? <laughs> sure, right. <laughs> You know, I think I think Ryan called this match. Ryan absolutely called this match. <laughs> Directed it, <laughs> produced it. This is exactly how I would have booked it. <laughs> he just missed the last five minutes of the match on his phone. So when we get to how was the third quarter, he'd be like, man, I think it's fantastic. He can be able to tell us no bumps that was taken or nothing, Jesus. Good thing you got this double Don't worry, I have a whole right 25 minutes of the commentary. Mm -hmm. I'm good. 21 minutes That's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. You picking me up for my tights? Oh, hell no. Both of these guys are pretty resilient. No question about it. E, you mentioned... Um, or maybe been Ryan, one of you two. You guys mentioned New Japan a few minutes ago. A word came out this week that Okada is not re-signing with New Japan. We kind of knew it was a, a thing when it first came out that he was potentially looking to go somewhere else, but still a complete and utter shot when I actually saw the, the press release from New Japan. Oh, what's your guys' thoughts on it, and where do you guys see him going? He pounded he gave him hitting with not everything. Like this. Not, not quite like this. Well, you already know me. Come to WWE. Oh, that rhymes. Just be a rapper. Triple H, Triple H need to give the uh, well, old should Nike speech. You don't want your uh, producer, you don't want your uh, CEO dancing all on, on stage with you. Come to WWE. 
<laughs> you don't want him tweeting about gender mahal come to wwe don't hinder gender you know the, i guess gender should have been hindered i heard that um that okada is vastly underpaid in new japan so wherever he goes, kudos to him to get that money that he wrote deserves. He's been one of the best in the world for a number of years. Um, where would I like to see him? You know, I typically don't want anybody going to AEW, and not because I don't enjoy the promotion. I just feel like they have they need to focus on the talent that they have. I'm glad that Hook is a guy that they're hopefully starting to invest in long term. I think they just need they're going to get better just by getting better within um going to a collar going there it's a chance he gets lost in the shuffle um but with wwe i'm a little scared i mean i know they're doing you know right with damage control and some of the other foreign talent that doesn't speak english very well um but just historically you know michael's up on the rope right there here we go sorry sorry you know guys they don't go there and they're not the stars i, I believe they will be but you know they're doing right by shinsuke they're doing right by damage control uh, he could go there and, and you know get a bag and be a big star, um, but maybe AEW's style, and you know Tony Khan is a fan. They're treating mm-hmm. right, they're treating right over there. And I think there's he there's better it. matches to be had with with the Danielsons and the Moxleys. Um, I, I think the talent matchup in AEW might be more um, advantageous to him. To, if I'm going to be you know perfectly fair. A couple of things about Okada for me. You know, I love First, to see a, I saw a that Seth he and Okada match. I thought like only AEW. I didn't even think that WWE was even an option. Um, so mm. I guess the answer to that question, I, I thought initially it was AEW. Um, what I'm about to say it might be a little disrespectful, but when I also heard that he was done with New Japan, I thought that this was going to be kind of like a retirement contract now. Um, but maybe he could still go. I don't even know how old Okada is. Uh, but what got me even like, more in a tizzy. It, okay. Was when he, somebody on the internet had said, the moment Jack Perry shows up in JPW, he's like, I got to go. He's like, I'm peaced out. I got to go. I've, I've seen enough. I'm out of here. Jack Perry's the ultimate villain. Yeah, Rhodesia no, Okada is 36 years old. Oh, wow. He looks older Man. than that. But he's got a lot of miles on that mm-hmm. body, but 36. That's prime. Yeah. That's prime. Yeah, like, I mean. Yeah. He could do this for another decade. Yeah, at 36, yeah. Yeah. I know Triple H is a fan. Tri- Triple H has wanted him. He's He's been uh, interested in him. Uh, I just don't see Okada taking a WWE deal. As much as Okada has stated he wants to wrestle in a WrestleMania, um, Tony Khan's going to let him still live in Japan if he wants to. Now, if Okada doesn't want to live in Japan anymore, then, hey, all bets are off. But I think for him to be able to stay in his home country and still make millions of dollars a year that he's never probably even sniffed before, I think it's AEW. And a hard right hand by Shawn Michaels. Michaels better get off of there. Not going to take it. Sixteen minutes in, or left, I should say, sixteen forty to be exact. So we're getting into the final stages of this match. Um, Both wrestlers realize that they do not have. A, a um, pinfall, a submission, a disqualification, a countout. No points are on the board. And here well, we um, is where we start to wonder. Yep. 
Brett made a mistake, a tactical yep. error. But it was a, it was a, it was kind of a, a repay because Sean had an opportunity earlier where Brett might have been counted out, and he too did jump out of the ring to do some more damage. So. Ooh. The Ric Flair bump. And then Lothario's bump. down too. That's Lothario. So what's his name? Lothario? <laughs> yeah, Jose Lothario. Lothario. I will tell you guys right now, being a Shawn Michaels fan, um, I did not like Jose being paired with him. Why not? I didn't either. I, th I thought it took away from him. Yeah. Because, you know, Shawn Michaels is, is this young, vibrant, flamboyant, sexy boy. And he's coming off the ring with this, you know, really old guy who's, you know, taking like a father figure. He's not sexy. You know? He's not sexy in his outfit right now either. <laughs> Who's that? A full, a full turn from Sensational Jose? Sherry, huh? Yeah. Lothario was not sexy. And Bret Hart. But I don't remember any of Lothario pre and post this match. Get out of the way. I remember him not effect. adding anything to that. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was horrible. <laughs> he ain't real. He's a made-up thought. We have uh, 14 minutes, 55 seconds left in the match. Brett rolls Sean back in the ring, and about seven people in the crowd cheered. That was pretty <laughs> Stop. Big pop there. One of them, one of them was me. <laughs> oh, here we go. Good belly I love to belly the belly to there. belly. I love the belly to belly there. Yep. Takes all the wind out of you. And keep in mind, they've been out there, you know, whether you think they've just been kind of rolling around, they have been out there for 45 minutes, so to be a little bit blown up is, is probably expected. Here we go, another right hand here. Classic, hit the rope, get him back, give me a little chop. Sean is going to start laying it, laying it. Brett goes back to the back. So now we had, and sorry, I meant to mention in the second half of this match when Brett started assuming more offensive control, his focus was the back. Either attacks the back or attacks the leg, presumably setting you up for the sharpshooter. Um, so that's where a lot of his offense has been concentrated. So so deliberate offense on, on, the, on the part of both of these individuals throughout this match. Bouncing off again. I think his teeth are coming out. Listen to that impact. Those Euro cuts. Only Cesaro does them better. Or I'm sorry, Claudio does them better. Claudio. Yeah, but for some reason, this seems like this hurt more. You certainly know that from experience. Yeah, because those are to the head. Claudio will go to the chest. Rolled him up. With a reversal, first rolled up. Takes another bump to the outside. This is one of the spots here that is shown in a lot of the WrestleMania video packages. That's about to come up here. With Brett. And look at this, Brett. And this was a big deal. You see this spot now in every single match. Mm. Every single night. But it had to start somewhere. And, and I'm not saying Brett started. This is a major spot but... now. The Suicide Asita. Oh, there you go. See? Suicide Asita. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Nice I personally, I personally don't remember seeing that spot before that, and Sean did a hell of a job of getting up and yeah, catching right him. in time because he was down the sail. You were totally dependent on your, on your on your on your compadre there to to help bridge that fall. Yep. So what y'all saying is that we didn't Red see Art's the hammer up John a little bit. Often. Correct. 
we never saw that. Now, the actual real move. <laughs> oh, the John suicide is either. <laughs> <laughs> 12 minutes left 12.06 to be exact 12.06 we're still everybody's still, still awake zero, zero. That, that's a nod to me the crowd let me tell you something and I think was, I should have counted just to see I wonder how many pin attempts we've had up to this point there's been several I was um, to be less than 10 right but the, like like we said the pin, the pin attempts were more of like I have you in a headlock, roll you over, try to pin you type right. of type of deal. Not from uh, impact move and being down and out. Right. Mm. That's Billy the back. German suplex. So we've had uh, we've had folks like Kurt Angle, we've had folks like Brock Lesnar come out and say that you know one of their dream dream opponents would have been Bret Hart. And there has not been one fall in this match. I've never Bret and seen Brock would have killed. Bret just seems like he's life. stiff as hell. That would have been crazy. That's what he wants you to think. That's what he wants. He's he. Yeah. Bret Hart protects the business as well as Stone Cold Steve Austin as well as. You know, um, uh, even what uh, Grayson Waller did the other day on uh Let's go, on TV. Grayson. Grayson was goaded for that. Yeah. He they was goaded for that. protect the business. Sean Michaels is saying, come on, give me all you got. Hmm. I don't think that's what he's saying at all. Bret Hart has even said he doesn't really like going out into the crowd and fighting. Because if a fight broke out in a real crowd, you wouldn't be, well, I guess nowadays everybody films it, but you wouldn't be like, patting the dude as he's fighting and clapping right in front of his face you'd, you'd be getting back because you didn't know if you were gonna you know catch a stray and when they go into the crowd there's no control in that so it, he just he just feels like that's not even realistic like he's so protect the business minded and everything that he does working a modified camel clutch here 10 minutes left in the match Bret Hart. that is we got Earl, less than Earl's 10 minutes left and this has been a struggle guys these guys have been fighting this entire match and you just don't see that nowadays that's right the hardest ever and neither one of these guys will ever be quite the same after this i want a shot at whoever the champion is you do in new japan Granted, which I didn't get a so, to see a lot of Wrestle Kingdom. But, which yeah. is why I think something like this will, will work over there. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how about some of those um, other Iron Man matches we teased earlier? Um, Matt, for you, which, which one has been one of the more enjoyable ones or one of the ones that, are, that, that stand out to you? I have a few, and I'll wait to give my opinion on the other ones until after the match because that wouldn't be fair to this one. But I can say unequivocally, as of now, and knowing how this match finishes, Brian and MJF destroys this match from from last year. Destroy, and, there, and there's nothing wrong with that. They should. The match was three decades ago. They had a chance to, you know, learn from every Iron Man match up to this point. Um, but that match was almost a, as a perfect of an Ironman match as you'll ever see. And it had everything in it. Where this one here, we're talking a lot about like the mat work, right? Like the uh, psychology is on point. Like it was in that match too. But you kind of had everything 
you had blood in it, you had cheating, you had physicality, you had storytelling, you had psychology, you had the mat work, you had the high impact moves. They kind of had everything in it with this one here. And granted, we got eight minutes left, but this one is really what you would expect from, hey, let's put two guys in the ring for an hour and see if they can out-wrestle each other, right? Like this is wrestled as a shoot, which is great. But it's kind of handicapped because it's wrestled like that. Well, and it's babyface, babyface, right? So you're not going to see a lot of the heel spots that you would normally see um, that make a match what it is today. Yep. Great call there. Totally exhausting. Wow. So it was seven minutes and about 35 seconds here. So here's how we prep both for down. the last five minutes. Mm-hmm. I think that's all it would take for either individual to achieve a pin is simply to, to throw an arm over a chest or whatever. Both men have given it their all thus far. They're like, get it together, boys, so we can give this uh, last five minutes a run. Of being a champion one day, does he? It would be interesting to see if you would put... I talked about the crowd reaction because the crowd really is not into it audibly. I would love to see a this same exact match put it in front of a super hot crowd and how that changes. And you just have to modify the spots to keep up with the times, that's all. And I mean, you can pace it the same, in my opinion, but you just, you know, you have to bring it up bring it up to the times. I agree. Here we go. Here comes a superplex. Oh, he's at the top rope. Brad's about to give to Sean. That was a big spot back in the day, the Super Bowl. Huge, and it still should be, man. It still should be. Seth runs through it and gives it a Falcon Arrow at the end. To me, should be a finisher. Um, If we're talking about finishers. um, 100%, man. That's a big spot. At least he goes for the pin afterwards, though, Mm -hmm. right? So yeah, now Brett's going out, for the sharpshooter for, for the first time this match. And Sean is Ooh. blocking it and just kicked him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that before on playbacks. The kick in the face. Mm-hmm. Brad's not letting him go. All right, you want you don't want it at? We'll, we'll give you this figure four. Can we get Brett's this in? Uh, can't get it in. All right, we'll just go for a half crab. I'm going to get you with something. No, I can't believe it's five minutes left. Normally, in today's climate, this will be like go time. This is when it'll be full throttle and they're going at it. Yeah. That fourth gear, yeah. It doesn't seem like this is in like fourth gear. It seems like it's still kind of in the second gear. Mm -hmm. Doesn't it? And that was my issue the first time I watched it. Um, Outside of just thinking like, man, that match is a little bit overrated. It's because I felt like... The sense of urgency, even back then, watching it, I'm like, man, the sense of urgency isn't there as soon as it needs to be. Beautiful backbreaker right there. Here we go. Oh, we're getting to the, the Brett spots now. Yep. And Brett Hart now taking a chance. John, he went for his uh, elbow on the second rope. What a show. put the feet up. Come on, Sean. You got four minutes and 40 seconds, baby. Let's go. Because if you think about it, there wouldn't be a sense of urgency for Brett, per se, right? Because he's going to retain anyway. It's Sean who will start needs to, needs to urgency to finish right. this up. 
Well, I don't think you would want to win on a on a draw though. If you're Brett, you wanna you wanna at least have a pin or a submission, at least one to show you're better than him. Keeping the title, keeping the title, man. You gotta beat the champion. You know that. You can see that Shawn Michaels is having a there it is perfect Bret Hart sale, right? The throw, the front face front into the turnbuckle. Right into the sternum. Get over there, Sean. Reversal. Beautiful forearm. Crop hops there. Oh, we missed the. Yep. Bad camera, uh, Kevin Dunn, bad, what are you doing? You missed the nip up. Work. Bad camera work. Yeah. That's why he got fired. 30 yeah. years later. <laughs> they just went back. They just went back and watched it. Like, you know what, man? <laughs> we went back and watched WrestleMania 12. You missed Sean's nip up. You got to go. You got to go, man. Michael, setting up. Back elbow. Great elbow. Sean's starting to put it together now. Michael's has just gotten his 19th win. He certainly has. The crowd's with him. Three minutes left. Body slam. Are we going for the elbow drop? No, Get Brett's there. getting up. Ooh, a spinning double axe. That's a move we don't see much anymore. I think Miz still pulls it out. The double axe handle. Mm-hmm. And he looks when, terrible when, when he does uh, it. Like, it, like do it doesn't it, hurt it at all. It incredible. Yeah. Because <laughs> it doesn't. Like, I could take Miz's Eric, double axe handle. more than does the person. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Miz having right, fun. to go his, for the elbow drop. With his face run though. Two and a half minutes left. Sean goes up. Yep, his elbow. Perfect. Perfect. Cover him. Crowd starting to react now to the false finishes. Two minutes. Because they know now, right? So now. Yep. Well, as this finish develops, we'll 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 break it down a little Michael bit further. Nice. Sit down. Yeah, I've never seen that from him before. Two minutes now. Waller going crazy on commentary. Nice. We got that soup. We got that moonsault. 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 Into the pinning combination. And that move was was a huge deal back then. Still should be now. I like the move. Oh yeah. Hmm. I'm not sure wow, that was, that. but that's called Hurricane Leader right there. <laughs> Minute left. It does now see it's turning up now. They're now in the third gear, I would say. Maybe second and a half, right? Mm-hmm. Minute left. Sean is still on offense. Jose Ethereal at ringside trying to hype Get him up. Get up there, Sean. Get up there. Sean's selling. He can't make it up the ropes. He's tired. He's exhausted. He's so tired. He's exhausted. Brett's waiting on him. Look at Brett. Brett's waiting on him. Turn him. Turn him. The crowd is now into it. 30 seconds left, and we finally got our first sharpshooter. 
And this is the payoff, yo. Great this setup. This is the payoff. Yeah. What are we doing right now? Is he? Is he? Is he? Is he come on, crowd. Earl. What's he doing, Earl? What's he saying? We got ten seconds left, guys. What, what's he Shines saying? Sharpshooter. Three seconds. Two seconds. One second. Zero Time seconds. Time is up. Bell rings. Yo. WTF. We're at time. Shawns in the sharpshooter. Yeah, I don't remember that spot. Which one? This. I don't remember. Really? This is what, the match. This is what makes the match. The first match went. Yeah, I didn't remember that. Give me that. Title. No, what I didn't remember. What I didn't remember on the first view was that was the only time he got the sharpshooter locked in. I remember he had him in a move at the end of the time limit. And now Brett took his belt. Brett's leaving. Ain't no music. Ain't no official decision right now. Baby Earl's talking to Gorilla Monsoon. The bell rang. The bell rang. So now remember our timekeeper, right? Remember our timekeeper that is no longer at the match. The 60-minute time limit has expired. Brett's heading to the back. However, going to find Sonny. Has been ordered to continue. So they're restarting the match. They're restarting And it kind of doesn't match. make sense. Oh my God. So no one ever asked. No one ever asked during that I can remember during the build up to this match. What happens if they tie? You just assume that tie goes to the champion, right? No, right. I wouldn't. I would. I would. It's I would. A draw. Nobody yeah. asked. It's a draw in it, boxing, though. And that would have been, that would have been good for the timekeeper to come in. Like you are the timekeeper. What's the deal? You know, Gorilla Monsoon informed me. Blah 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 blah. Now the timekeeper's not available. Everybody's confused. That's what that would have been my whole angle. But then you're putting too much heat on the timekeeper, right? But what's the point of him not being knocked out of the match? Is what I'm saying. I what was think the, it was. was I think honestly, just to create another diversion during the match, some bells and whistles. Mm. Yep, just bells and whistles. It's just for yep. a, just a spot. Yep. Match restarts. We can do that. Sudden death. We can we can save a couple minutes. So now we're in sudden death now, and now Brett's pissed. Now Brett's going after Sean like he's a heel. Now here's heel. Basically, <laughs> you in the yeah. boot stool. Here's heel Brett right here. Yep. As if it was Shawn Michaels' fault. However, I would question that wisdom. Oh, man, this one was almost not fair, right? Because back body drop. Because Brett had just had that match won, right? Right. Well, and had it won by whose estimation, though? Are you saying he had it won if he would have kept the sharpshooter in? Or are you just saying that because it it ended, the match ended, and there was no falls, he should have won? Well, let's say take the, the bell ring out of it, right? right? Sean was right in the middle of the ring in the sharpshooter with nowhere to go. Right. right. So had the match right. continued, he would have had to give, give he would have gave up at some point. Or he would have passed out. Or he would have right. passed out. And he would if you had a, won. If you had a timekeeper with the rules, when the clock struck triple zeros, hey, keep this going. We're going into sudden death. Sharpshooter stays on. We're moving. Now you get a restart. Sean, Sean just hit uh, his first super kick. Yeah, so that was an important part of the match that that uh, we just we just missed, right? Sean hit a super kick. Brett is stunned. The same super kick that sent the timekeeper out on the stretcher. 
Look at this sale job Brett's doing. He's so staggered. He's stunned. He's waiting on him. Come on, Super. He's supposed to be up. Sweet chin music. Sounds back up to hit the super kick again. That one, he hit him flush. Two, three. The long count, too. That's the way the count should be. I can't stand these three second counts that happen in like a second and a half. Give me that one one thousand. Two one thousand. Three one thousand. So Sean wins with one fall at about 64 minutes into the match. And this is how you can tell how much it meant to him. I mean, we all know that, you know, there's predetermined things happening and blah, 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 blah. But this really meant something to Shawn Michaels. As Vince McMahon most eloquently stated, the boyhood dream has come true for Shawn Michaels. Look at Jose. Just a sexy boy. Jose just happy to have that payday. Look at that kid. That kid. That's, I'm not your son. boy toy. That's Brett's son <laughs> right there. <laughs> that kid is pissed. What he said, I watched happening? 64 minutes of that trash for this? <laughs> That's nuts. So Sean's got the belt now right in front of Brett and Brett's leaving. Brett don't like the look of it. Look at the walkout. Nope, he's I out. I don't even want to deal with it. Don't give me that. This was a screw job before the screw job, man. The pre-screw job? Yeah. The pre-screw job. Yeah. There it is. For Shawn Michaels. There you go. Bring back. There we go. Run it back. There you go. All right. We need some thoughts here. Let's start with E because as I think I know Rhodesia's thoughts, uh, but I want you to tell us your thoughts, Rhodesia. Uh, so we both hadn't watched this match. You hadn't watched it since it happened. And I know for a fact it's been at least 20 years since I've watched this match. And I've only watched it once or twice. Give me your overall thoughts about the match and then Rhodesia of course with throw it to you and then Ryan I want you to kind of give us your thoughts uh after seeing it again in totality the match was much better than I remember it being I appreciate it probably being a, a you know a grizzly wrestling veteran now um mm -hmm. really appreciate the the mat wrestling the holds um that wasn't something I was really into back in the day especially not something that I look forward to in a Shawn Michaels match uh, his matches were more of a quick pace and moonstar, et cetera. So I, I really appreciate the mat work. I love seeing them work. It was a fight. It was a struggle. Um, but I will say that majority of the 98% of that match was in, you know, second or third gear. Um, mm -hmm. You know, not enough of it was in that fourth gear, that boom, boom, you're kind of used to getting today. Um, but I think this match could work in today's setting with, as Ryan said, uh, with a few modifications. So for me, if I can give it a, you know, one to five, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a three. Okay. Give it a three. Three stars. Three stars. Okay. Y'all lied to me. Y'all said that this was a 60 minute match. It was an hour and a half. 
So that's for starters. It was not an hour and a half. It was John Michael's entrance. It took 17 minutes. I did want to um I did want to uh write some notes down and I kind of want to talk about it. It's really not fair for me to give a true opinion on this match because it is 30 years later. Because I can appreciate the moves, the mat work. This just would not fly in today's wrestling. It just wouldn't. How, I also noticed that it was in total like in total nonstop action throughout the whole match. Meaning like with some of the newer Iron Man matches, we'll see a big, big spot. And now they're down for 30 seconds to um, to 60 seconds. No, they were moving nonstop. So I found that interesting that it still felt slow, but they were constantly moving. Definitely a classic wrestling match. I would have to give it, though, mm-hmm. uh, two thumbs up to that wonderful payoff on that sharpshooter. Because I was along for the ride of like, damn, he couldn't get it put in. Finally, he got it put in at the end. Um, so I love that. And then this is something not to do with the matches. It's probably just more nostalgia for me. Just seeing the images of the flashing lights. We have phones now where you don't get a lot of flashing lights anymore. And yep. that to me is yep. just like nostalgia and it feels good because um, it's a spectacle at that point. Overall, I'll probably give this match a four. Again, not really fair. Probably could be a five, but this is nowhere near my top Iron Man matches at all. And if we want to get into that, because I think either Ryan or Matt asked the question. Of course, MJF, Brian Danielson was a killer. And if we can count this one as an Iron Man match, the Bailey and Sasha Banks 30-minute Iron Man match, that to me is fire. Fire, fire, fire. Only 30 minutes, but yes. That one is one of my favorite matches of all time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Along with, if we were to talk about 30-minute Iron Man matches, you guys may not remember this one, but uh, Omega and Pac from Dynamite was a 30-minute Iron Man match, which was okay. off-the-charts, five-plus-star match. The other no, Iron Man match that came to mind, which I still think is better than this one, is Rock and Triple H. Now, once again, they had this to go by the blueprint, right? Because you're able now to watch this and say, yep. oh, I like that idea, but let's do this. Like, So it's kind of like not fair, I, but I, I think I'm closer to ease rating of a star of stars to three then probably yours a forward agent because there was a lot of just mat work with no heat behind it now if i was watching this and say this match happened in today's standards and i am so invested in bret hart i'm so invested in Shawn michaels and i watch it that could be worth another star right like sammy and, and roman last year in elimination chamber you probably already you're you, you're starting that match at like three and a half, four stars because of the emotional investment with Sammy for the last year being in the bloodline and then, you know, turning on them and getting back with KO, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and you, it's kind of like watching this one back. You don't have that. But I will say if we were to watch any of those other Iron Man matches that we talked about, you know, Bailey and, and, and Sasha, Rock, Triple H. Hell, there was even um, an Iron Man match. On, I think, SmackDown. It was Goldberg and Kurt Angle. It may have been at a pay-per-view. Uh, that one was also incredible because of the, the action in it. So, yes, I'm probably closer to about three stars. Uh, one, thing before, uh, one, one thing before you go, Ryan, I will say, though, I am not mad that I actually took an hour out of my day to watch this match. This is history, uh, and I feel like for me to be doing what I'm doing, how dare I not have seen this match until now? So thank you for even introducing this concept for us to do this watch along. Um, I feel like I was how part of history. How dare you? <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> I feel like we should do more of these. 
pick pick uh, historic matches, break them down. I think, I think, the Shins, I think, I think yeah. Sammy and Shinsuke, I think at TakeOver, we should see it because I think that's one of my favorite matches of all times. And I have not went back to see it again, like after that Mania weekend. I think we should go, we should watch that. Put it on the ledger. That's a big one. That's that is a on the big ledger. one. I do, I do appreciate each of you uh, taking this uh, trip down memory ro- road with me. Um, I do, you know, uh, I think matches serve purposes, right? Was, was this supposed to be the best match of all the matches that have ever happened? I think either of these two will tell you that uh, their favorite matches, I mean, I think Brett references this match just because of the storytelling, but as far as, you know, performances are concerned, there's a lot of different matches that he re- references and Sean alike too. Um, but if we don't have this match, we really don't have a lot of the matches that you're talking about um, after it, really. So this was this mm-hmm. was something that was supposed to set the standard. And this is my style of wrestling. I mean, I do enjoy the very snap quick, like I said, Brock Lesnar type, get him in. I mean, with exception to taking the championship off of, you know, Kofi's and Big E's and all that. But I do like the shock and awe type of match style. But... This is where my bread and butter is made right here. This is why I like guys like Brett, like AJ, like Brian Danielson, uh, folks like that who can who can mix things up and tell and tell stories into the ring. That was what this what this match accomplished. Wrestling before was a bunch of promos, a bunch of entrances, big boot, blah blah blah. Match is over. Now tell some stories in the ring, and I think that's what we got tonight, or in WrestleMania 12. Love it, absolutely love it. Before we get out of here, Ryan, you're on the hot seat. Got to ask you a question. It is a Uh-oh. running thing for us. It seems like every single week on our podcast, you got one option. One only option. You can't get both, sir. WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia. You can only have one. Are you going with The Rock versus Roman Reigns for head of the table? Or are you going with Cody and Roman for Cody finishing the story? We're going rock Roman all the way. There we go. Um, I do want Cody's story to finish, but not before I want Roman to finish Hulk's story. So um, <laughs> we're going rock and Roman. Yes. Uh, head of the table is up for grabs. And, 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 and to me, this, because Roman should go over in that match, he should. And that would make mm-hmm. Cody's finishing the story even that much more remarkable. You've taken down the guy who took down the guy, arguably the most popular uh, WWE say superstar it. there ever say was. It. So to, 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 to say it for the people in the back, right? Let me let me repeat it one more time for you, Cody Ishan. This is for you, for all my Cody folks <laughs> out right there. Right for you, we come for all you. my Cody folks out there. <laughs> Cody de- delayed. This is what you saw in this match: delayed gratification. You hung on, you hung on, and you got a fabulous ending. All my, all my folks for Cody Rhodes out there, and I love Cody Rhodes. If y'all could just let this thing play out, the ending will be that much more sweeter, and Cody will finish that story. Man, Ryan, I, I had higher hopes for you, man. You know what? Here's the thing. I, I, I'm a big Roman fan, um, and I'm a big Cody fan as well. See, the, the thing with me, and I think this is where a lot of – you know, we're super fans. This is where a lot of wrestling fans are right now. All right? Roman Reigns, he's losing a lot of, he's lost a lot of steam over the past year. We're getting a lot of dissatisfaction with his title reign and his matches. 
right? A lot of it's been a lot of discord around his matches seem formulated. They're predictable, right? If we continue this thing for another year, we know we're gonna get another year of few predictable formula matches, right? Because if he if he wins at 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 WrestleMania and he keeps that title, we know that they're just holding us out to beat that record. Okay. So we're gonna get you know, three or four matches that are gonna be predictable. They're gonna be formulatic just to beat a record. And I'm sorry, guys. Most people don't care about Hogan's record. I don't care about Hogan's record. I don't care about the number two guy. I just don't, right? And I don't really want to see another year of these formula matches. It's not really even for me about Cody finishing the story. I just don't, I'm just not gonna be interested in but seeing Roman so catch number two. Let's play the Marvel, let's play the wrestling version of the Marvel What If, right? So Brock Lesnar, okay. Brock Lesnar has always been who Brock Lesnar was, but Brock Lesnar went on his most uh, un, uh, his most uh, remarkable run after taking down the Undertaker, right? Breaking the streak. That was, you know, he climbed he climbed Mount Everest on that. This The Rock is the equivalent of an Undertaker type of 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 phenom in the wrestling world. And get it, it's you know years later. But if Roman takes down The Rock. And maybe we don't have to book Roman to where he always needs Jimmy Uso to save him, to where he always needs this chicanery. Now maybe Roman can be that dominant force that Cody can take down. Like all this leads to better outcomes for Cody. But he just it just has to play out. And we need to get Rock Roman. It all leads to that. Right. We were what supposed to get it last year. Ryan, you know what I tell a hater when they say Cody's got to finish the story first? What's that? Tell him, tell him, shut the fuck up. It's the Rock. That's what I tell him, and that's what I'm gonna continue to tell him every episode until we get to that point. Ryan, thank you, sir, for coming along on this ride of watching the Iron Man match with us. It was a lot of fun. Everybody who watched along with us. Hit us up, of course, on X, that's FNW, on YouTube, that's freaking wrestling. Let us know what you guys thought about this Iron Man match. If you had never watched it, give, give us your thoughts. If you've watched it before and this is just your second, third, fourth, fifth, tenth time watching it, let us know your thoughts. And, of course, we'll read some of those on our next pod. Speaking of our next pod, actually, our next pod is going to be our top 20 episode, which will drop on Wednesday of this week. We, the three of us. So, Ryan, you got to send us your top 20 list and then what we'll do is when we come back maybe even doing the Royal Rumble post show we'll uh, talk about your top 20 so send this send it to you if you're listening send it we will talk about it on our future podcast of your top 20 superstar list of all time I think you guys are going to be very surprised by some of the people that are on our list and you may be even more surprised about some of the people who were not not on the list on our list The list of Jericho. That was a uh, heavy discussion point. The list of Jericho, man. Get the pins (laughs) out. Click them. Yep. There it is. So that is what we're going to leave you with. Once again, always, thank you guys for listening, for watching. We love you. We appreciate you. This was fun. We will catch you Wednesday on the Top 20 show. Thank you all so much. Eshan, Matt, Rhodesia. None but love. None but love. Yes, sir. Thank you, Ryan. Love you.